Welcome to the milk bar. 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 Welcome along to episode 714 of The Milk Bar. Jason Forrest here with you as ever. And coming up on the show this week, we've got a treat for you. Andy Reese from Beyond the Barricade will be letting us know all about their appearance after the Prince of Wales in Cannock. They're going to be there in April. It's going to be well worth a look. We'll let you know what they've got in store for you. We'll be talking to the team behind the Full Monty from Warsaw Operatic. They're also the Prince of Wales. That one's coming up in March, so make sure you stay with us for that. Talking to the boys and the girls from the show. On top of that, Laura Hamilton joins us as we talk about some amazing holidays. You know her from A Place in the Sun. She is going to be talking about some of the great ways you can explore if you're looking at getting away this year. And also, we'll be finding out about West Hollywood as a destination too, as we hear about the recording studio in a hotel that's been there for 60 years. That's all coming up on the show this week. Beyond the Barricade are preparing to do their thing at the Prince of Wales in Cannock. It'll be an amazing evening. It's a Saturday night, it's the 22nd of April, and I'm joined by one of their number to tell us more. Andy Reese. how are you, sir? I'm good, thank you, Jason. Good to good to see you, talk to you. Yes, absolutely fine, thanks It's good much. to have a bit of a catch-up, because we haven't had a chance of a natter for ages. We haven't, no, it's, no, no. I no, think no. it's 12 months ago. Uh, no, it was possibly two years ago when you were doing a gig, I think. That, that You were preparing to go back out on the road after that lockdown thing, weren't you? We were, spoke. yeah, which which thankfully is a distant memory now. But, uh, yeah, it's good It's good to be back out there. We're, we've had a, a cracking time kind of revisiting what we used to do and getting back to it again <laughs> and getting used to sitting behind the wheel of the car and driving up and down the motorway. So, yeah, all good. Well, this is, I mean, I mean Canik is a local one for you. The rest of the gang have to travel a bit further, but I suppose you all try and get at least one gig in somewhere near home a year, don't you? That's it, yeah. I mean, uh, David, who I do the gig with, David Fawcett, he's, he's had his one, Tunbridge Wells, so that's <laughs> that was it. And uh, where else are we? Are we I, yeah, we, we're down in Truro, but we have no one from Truro, thank goodness, who's travelling that far. So we've all got a few miles to do on Wednesday. But yeah, Canik mm. for me, you know, it's, it's back of my old old tread you know tread the boards there for <laughs> in the amateur dramatic days so it's uh it's great to be back always is always and is. of course i mean those amateur dramatic days were before the hugely successful uh, professional career and it, that is ongoing and and then is it is this like on the 22nd of april is it like 22 years you've been doing this something crazy it's, now come on what is it it's it's ridiculously 24 really so, is it that yeah, many? 1999 we kind of went out on the road for the first time as a tour we, we did do a couple before that we did do one or two gigs over the years before before that but 99 was the, the for the was the first tour that we ever did and so this is actually our 24th year you don't know, enough. i know i was just gonna say that you know people can see us saying you, you can't be going 24 years it's it's not it's it's not as easy as it was but it's still as enjoyable as it was and there's still so. the demand for it and the thing that i know the thing that i love about what you do when you go and see beyond the barricade you will get your favorites there's bound to be a bit of miss icon in there as well uh there's beyond the barricades uh there's the whole lay miss thing yeah. but you will also mix it up and do a few different shows and you like to do some of the the newer shows and a, a few different ones yeah. I, it won't be long before back to the futures in there i'm gonna guess do you know what it ends at one really there you go <laughs> <Yeah>. good guess 
<laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. We do a bit of Back to the Future at the end of Act One, so there you go. Yeah, we just started putting it in a couple of months back. Yeah, your finger absolutely yeah. on the pulse of what's going on in musical theatre to this day. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. We like to do that, um, and it gives us an opportunity as well to to kind of get away. Not that we ever, you know, we would never neglect the that uh, massive kind of musical theatre powerhouse musicals that came out of the 80s and then and the 90s you know that they they will always be in our show the you know the phantoms the as you said the miss saigons the the limits but there's some fantastic new material uh, great great new uh, musicals that come out over the last few years mm. and it gives us an opportunity to do that as well and, and uh, what i like is it really does showcase the talent that is there in the group yourself and dave and then the the the, the ladies in the group they, they they've changed on and off over the years but you kind of got a pool of uh you know other stars who've been in les mis on stage who who join you that's right yes uh, i mean katie katie leeming is still with us uh she's still in the show um but recently most recently uh those of you that that would have seen the show over the last year or so would have seen poppy uh poppy went off to uh to to do another musical um which is great you know we're thrilled to bits for her to get to tread the boards like in a full-time musical um and she just finished that but she's waiting on an audition for um, some London shows. So at the moment we've got in Sarah Ryan, which is brilliant for us because both myself and David uh, were cast in Les Mis at the same time as Sarah. So we we were all in the same production of Les Mis together. Reunion and, Central. Yeah, and and Sarah went off to do. I mean, she 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 was a, a wonderful Cosette. She was a fantastic Christine in Phantom of the Opera, and so it's great to be able to go. Hey, come and do this. Come and <laughs> come and be on our show for a bit. So we've got it for the best part of this year, which we're absolutely thrilled about. So it means she will be there on the twenty second of April in Canada. She will be, yeah, yeah. And so this is the the main Midlands gig, isn't it this year? It is. Yes, yes, it is. It's it's. It, I mean, it's always a big one for us. Um, you know, to to go back home, kind of speak, because I was born and bred in Hensford. Mm -hmm. So for me to to be anywhere near there and and to just just kind of revisit and relive the the place that kind of kick-started it all for me really you know i got mm -hmm. kingsmead school in in hensford and i got i got the prince wales theater in cannock where it all began you know the, where i got that little bug of going on and having a sing with all of these strange people that loved musical theater <laughs> it was uh it was an eye-opener and uh yeah so for me to go back and do that it's wonderful yeah, but you don't just sing. You and your musical talents do not stop at the vocal range. They continue through the instrumentation too. And this is the other great thing, live music throughout. Yes, it is. Yes, to this day, you know, we're still we're still holding back on 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 us wearing these things and the click tracks with the band, you know. So we I think it's just it just leaves us that kind of interpretation in the show. So it never varies that much. Obviously, we can't just suddenly change songs yeah but, but you, you wouldn't know what to do with your hands it'd be a bit like the river dance scenario wouldn't it if you wanted <laughs> yeah. to play the keys it's, it's absolutely right yeah yeah somebody just take my keyboard away from me i mean yeah i don't know but it's it does give us that kind of you know that that live feel means that we can we can pull things around we can the the rallentandos and the crescendos can be as we want them to be so every mm -hmm. show that we do is different you know it's it's never the same from one night to the next really yeah, it's, it's not churned out. It is handcrafted, finest quality musical theatre, even with some actions as well. And uh, it, it's, but it, it is 
an awesome experience beyond the barricade are truly truly talented and it just has to sit there and take it when i say things like this but no, you know it, it, it wouldn't have been a success for the last 24 years if it wasn't the case and yeah. you are absolutely phenomenal top of the game in the industry yeah well thank you very much i mean it is it, it, we sometimes kind of have to to kind of take a look back and i tell you what as well just to, to to come back after the pandemic and the audiences are still there that meant the world to us because you did get that feeling that you know is it ever going to completely recover again mm-hmm. and, and it, it's incredible you know jason we look now out the audience and we're seeing these people out there and 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 they've got through the pandemic and now they've been faced with the hikes in the fuel and the you know the heating and the well, and then that hits you as well when you're traveling too it does but you know what we've got we've got these people that are still still out there and and for us to 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 be able to to give them something as well that they're bothering to come and see us and so it it, it means the world to us you know because we've been through it once and now we're going through it again kind of thing mm-hmm. so it's oh. great it's, it's going to be an awesome night. Now, when it comes to getting tickets, online at the moment isn't working quite as well as it could do. So if, you, if you're if you looking out for tickets, the best thing to do is phone the box office, isn't it? It is, yes. We uh, we discovered a little glitch in, in, in the Prince of Wales system over the, over the last few days, and uh, it's certainly not working at all. Um, and I'm, I, I know that the, the team at the Prince of Wales and, and the people that are responsible for the website are working to try and get it right. But at the moment, they've kind of shifted some tickets to an off uh, an off-site sales uh, you know group and it's not working uh, it's not showing that the seats are for sale and it actually looks as though there are about two seats left something and like then that. it will be like that by the 22nd but yes uh, yes it will. April, it will be one or yeah. two seats left so if phone you're the box office phone yeah. the box office and, and get your tickets that way for the time yeah. being 01543-578762. 01543-578762. Have a chat with the team over there at the Prince of Wales in Canic and get yourself along to see Beyond the Barricade. It is always a treat. It's a, it is an absolutely amazing night of music. And although we've teased a few things, you never know quite what you're going to get with these guys because they are always mixing it up and, and, and making it special. Uh, you keep up that good work. I look forward to the 60th anniversary tour. Uh, meanwhile, we've got the 24th anniversary, which you want to be enjoying down at the Prince of Wales on Saturday, the 22nd of April. And have a brilliant time, break a leg, and you... make sure your keyboard's in full operation. I will do you too, Jason. Take it easy. When Warsaw Operatic are next on stage, costumes are optional. Well, except maybe for keeping a hat on, because they are performing the full Monty. I'm joined now by three of the boys who are going to be doing that thing at the end. And uh, they are going to be enjoying the show, I think, aren't you? Hello, lads. Yeah, hello. Right, right, they're all, we're all going to hear. Right, introductions, please, from that end. Uh, my name's Ian Shepard, and I'm playing Harold. Uh, I'm Adam Merrill. I'll be playing Jerry. And I'm Lee Powell, and I'll be playing Malcolm. Okay, let's let's start at this end then. So, th- this is a bit of a challenging show in many ways, isn't it? Because you've got the whole fright of someone you're closely related to who wouldn't normally see you naked, seeing you naked in the show. Yeah, it's really interesting actually because there is a real parallel that runs through the reality of what we're all going Absolutely. through and the show. So we all know that that inevitable moment is going to happen, and I think I think there's not one of us that has got. A little bit of anxiety about it, but also obviously there is that excitement there as well. Yeah, absolutely excitement, and also I think as an actor, it's uh, it's a challenge. Like we're playing something, and all the rehearsals going into it on that night, 
all those nerves and everything that that character is going to come through, we'll be feeling that exact same. Yeah, but, the, but the thing is, you have to start it with the trepidation, even though you've rehearsed the trepidation. Yeah. Yes. But then that last bit is going to be as real as it it's can be. It's going to be yeah. absolutely real. You are e going to every see. night, or do you think you'll get over it? We don't um, know. Do I've, 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 <laughs> I have no idea. People get a little bit more, let's say, fair about it mm. as the show goes on. Yeah. Um, but I, I guess it's going to be down to the individual, isn't it? Because um, you've been in the show before, but last time you did keep everything on as well as that. Last time I was in the show, I played a part that didn't involve taking their clothes off. Yeah. However, you know, I was working closely with the guys that were, so I experienced um, their sort of dressing room anxiety in the lead up to the show. Mm -hmm. um, I think by the end of it, they were kind of pretty relaxed about it and uh, when we're thinking about doing it again some of them have done this <laughs> show more than one time so I'm rather hoping that we're going to love it <laughs> by the time Saturday night comes but who knows it, it depends on the reviews from the front row as well yeah, doesn't it? Really, yeah, yeah. It's, it's either loving it or having a, 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 a crisis of confidence I think by the end of it but we'll see won't we? mm -hmm. that's a, yeah, that, that will work but they're all great characters to play though aren't they and I, th yeah. I think that's a, a big part of the show it's character driven, both from the men and the women who are in it. Totally. And uh, I think it's, yes, there's a bit of fun, a bit of titillation, but the main thing is everybody is exploring the, what these guys are going through. And of course, this is set in the US, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's a bit, yeah, the actual, yeah. In the film, obviously, it's set in uh, Sheffield, but it's moved to Buffalo, which is kind of a similar parallel. It is a place where they did have a steel industry that did suffer, and there mm -hmm. was a massive unemployment for the whole town, and kind of kind of works and I think the move to America kind of suits the musical style because it's kind of quite bluesy almost a bit of Bruce Springsteen style mm -hmm. you know that working American class like Americana kind of soundtrack so that kind of suits the mood I think and aside from the worry about the end what have been the other challenges as you've come to this role because you've all got to do accents and I've all got to be the same American accent because that can be tricky I think if you if you try and work too hard on getting a very specific accent, so in this particular case, Buffalo's in, 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 in pretty much the highest part of New York State you can be in without being in Canada. But, well, we, but won't we won't know what that really well, sounds like. Nobody knows what that as is. Long as long as you're on the side. <laughs> so, it's, yeah. so, it's, so it's better to go with a kind of broad northeast American accent rather than. You can't do it in Yam Yam though, can you? Because no, that would be no. good, wouldn't it? <laughs> no, it's not. It's not Gornal or, uh, or, or or Brown Hills even. No, not as fine as that. Yeah, I think I think a lot for me certainly, and I think. Lee Marker in this, if you work on voice, a voice that suits the character mm -hmm. yeah. more than just an accent that suits the play. Yeah. So, you know, the way you use your voice as an actor, both with singing and acting, should resemble more than just where you're from. So I think Lee's got a very good characterisation of Malcolm, which you can't tell where he's from, but you know, he's very much Malcolm. Yeah, and, <laughs> and very much American. That's, yeah, and that's all we American, need. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you've got the show, you've got everything coming up, you've got the organisation behind it, and you're going to have amazing audiences. So any, anything else that you feel you need as you're going into this? I mean, how, how do you think you're going to get through it? Jack Daniels, most probably. <laughs> Always drink responsibly. Yeah. Yeah. And also the bond that we formed with each other. I think it's yeah. really important that, you know, that trust is there and we all know each other very well, especially now. Um, so and that for, makes all the difference. And for those who know the show, the trust in the lighting team too. Yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> we, we, yeah, we've got to have a proper chat with them, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Including Trent. They're going to do a good job, yeah. Maybe bottles of Jack Daniels will help. Yeah. That, that might be a good bribe. Not for the lighting team, though. That's just for us. <laughs> okay, right. Okay, you're going to keep that to yourselves. Okay, so but you want to get yourself along. 22nd through to the 25th of March. It is not far away. Not at all. Tickets, who's going to do, who's going to volunteer to do the ticket info? 
Uh, well, I think the easiest place would be, if you search for Warsaw Operatic Society in Google, I think it's warsawoperatic.com is mm-hmm. the official website. And then it's, we've got a great new website, uh, Sam Coleman, Tickets who does all our... If you Google Prince of Wales Full Monty, you get something entirely different on the third <laughs> one. Yeah. But uh, make sure you put a, a WS, a Warsaw Operatic Society, in yeah, there as well. Or, or, you know, we can find us on Instagram, Facebook, we're on, we're on all the socials. So. And, and how risque have the rehearsal pictures been for this one? I'm pretty safe so far. <laughs> oh, we've got, safe we've got a private Facebook group. I don't think I want to know. <laughs> Come along and see them. Prince of Wales Theatre. They are Warsaw Apparatic Society. It's the 22nd through to the 25th of March. You absolutely have to be there. It'll be awesome. Thank you, boys. Thank you very thank much. You. When Warsaw Operatic are doing their thing with the Full Monty, there's some amazing characters, both for the men and the women. Three of the ladies join me now to tell me about their roles. Hello, gang. Hello, hello. hello. Right, once again, as when we were talking to the boys, I need introductions, so let's start furthest away from me, please. Okay, I'm easy because I'm Vicky and I'm playing Vicky. That is, and that is cool, <laughs> isn't it? Amazing. Now, did, <laughs> did, you, did you particularly go for that part Absolutely. because, yeah, because yeah, it's the same it? name? <laughs> Everything you're in, you Seems always go for your in. name. Yeah, okay. We like that. Next up. I'm Joe and I'm playing Estelle. And that's your middle name? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and I'm Steph and I'm playing Jeanette. Do we know many Jeanettes? Do you know any Jeanettes? Um, uh, my singing teacher was called Jeanette. No, this is going back a very long time there's, there's ago. There's so though. few of them in our life. I think we need more, don't we? We do. So, so how do you get to, to characterise these uh, uh, young ladies who are in a difficult position? Their other halves are going off, uh, you know, sadly no income from their usual roles. You've got to get yourself into the mindset where they're doing their best and coping with the fact that uh, these lads are going to do something potentially amazing or crazy or both. Well, I spend most of the show being totally unaware of what's happening, you see. I don't find out till quite late on in the show. I'm Harold's quite high-maintenance uh, uh, wife. So, and, again, more typecasting. Uh, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Couldn't be further from the truth, to be fair. Um, yeah, so she, they, they love to ballroom dance. She loves to go on foreign holidays, and uh, she's expecting all this. So he's quite worried um, about how he's going to approach <laughs> telling her. But actually, she's very supportive in the end. <laughs> and if, if, what, where does your character go with all those? So Estelle's very much, she's one of the, part of the girl group, but she's the sort of other half of Jerry, but then he's still got, obviously, his ex-wife in the picture with Nath as well. Mm-hmm, yeah. um, so she takes him of him a little bit and winds him up a little bit at times, but, yeah, she's relatively supportive of it and just looking for a good night out, because I think that's the sort of girl she is. And I, th- I think that's what everyone's looking for for the full Monty, isn't it? So that, that, that's going to work quite well. Definitely. And uh, Jeanette's not teaching singing in this, is she? She's not. She's actually a very old pro, professional, professional <laughs> piano player that appears. She's nothing to do with the guys. She's just there. She appears to help them out. Uh, she's retired and she's decided they're doing a show at the old mill she's going to go and help them out and so she plays the piano and gives them a few sort of tips and a bit mm. of advice here and there so are, are you actually able to play piano no <laughs> your acting skills at playing piano are excellent though, aren't they they're going to be amazing yeah so you're still rehearsing that yeah and you don't record it yet you've worked that bit out <laughs> well actually ian room has just who's our md has said to me 
I'll tell you how to do this because luckily I'm hidden by the piano most of the time. Well, that, that does help. It's, it's always good when you can get away with that. Yeah, faking tuba play much harder work, much isn't it? More Pianos are simpler. Yeah. And this, this is um, a story driven uh, through through love, through care, through utter contempt sometimes, and uh, but all of it about wanting to get the best for the whole family. Mm-hmm. And, and I, th- I think. That's what we want in these times, isn't it? And, of course, an, an amount of male nudity, judging by the reaction to the ticket sales. <laughs> well, hopefully. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> no, I, th- I think it, it's good fun. It's a really feel-good, yeah, fun show. And, I, I mean, we're not particularly pushing it for anybody under 12, but, you know... It's a, it's a lot of fun, and I'm sure everybody will thoroughly enjoy it. It's got so. that good storyline underneath it, hasn't yeah, it, that you it can has. really catch hold of as well. Yeah. yeah, and for fans of the film, and I mean, we're going back a few years for the film now. I remember when it came out. I'm sure that no one else here is quite old enough for that. <laughs> but uh, it, it, it is one that... It, it does the film justice in its own way, doesn't it? Telling the story slightly differently and with musical numbers which wouldn't have worked quite in the same way absolutely. in the movie. Yeah, absolutely. The musical numbers are fabulous. They really add to the uh, to the storyline. The, the, the feel of the music mm-hmm. um, just captures the, the emotion of the, mm-hmm. of the of what's been the characters are experiencing, I think, at yeah. the time. And the whole show was fly by for you guys. I mean, if you're you know, building yourself up to get your kit off at the end, it might be slightly yeah. more of a difficult <laughs> night. We're just but you have a great time. <laughs> well, well, like, anyway, let's, let's not go anywhere near that comment. So I'm not going to rise. I'm just playing one. the piano. Yeah, you just yeah, just just sat really tinkling the ivories, <laughs> and away the you go. Uh, so. Uh, what have your favourite moments been in, in the show, in rehearsal? Is, are, are there any songs that stand out? We'll, we'll go down the line again, starting that in. Oh, I don't know. Put you on the spot. Yeah, my life with Harold, it's my number. I mean, it's, it's going to be fab. Okay. <laughs> I'm looking forward to You're it. You're enjoying that, yeah. yeah. Well, it's, uh, for me, it's the main scene when all the women um, invade the men's, oh, yeah. um, <laughs> the men's toilets. Mm-hmm. That's my favourite, because we've got a big group number in there, and it, it is, it's quite a... An enjoyable one to watch and to be in at the same time. And something you're looking at recreating, recreating in a nightclub Most after definitely. the show's finished. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things that we may be able to draw on real experience. Okay, we, we like that. Yeah. yeah. And my number, which is Jeanette Showbiz number, which is all about her her life experiences <laughs> and how they sort of compare with what's going on here, which is a bit dodgy. Okay, right. Yeah. Real, real life and stage life don't always match up, do they? That's, that's the way it goes. So if you want to get yourself along, it is all taking place at the Prince of Wales Theatre in Cannock. They are Walsall Operatic Society. It runs from the 22nd through to the 25th of March. Well worth getting yourself along there. Just look for Walsall Operatic online, Google them and the Prince of Wales, and you will be able to grab your tickets that way. Check out the Facebook page and the Instagram too. You can have a lovely time seeing what this lot are up to enjoying themselves, preparing to be on stage. Thank you all for Anatta, and we look forward to seeing you in the show. Thank Thank you, Jason. With 55% of us still planning to book that much-needed holiday amid a cost-of-living crisis, we still need to make sure we get the best value we can. Somebody who knows how to find the right place to be and at the right time is a place in the Sun presenter, Laura Hamilton, who joins me now. Good afternoon. Hello, how are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. And uh, where do we find you at the moment? Are you sunning yourself somewhere or are you stable in the UK? Uh, yeah, I'm. I, I'm. A, I've been away working. I'm filming a place in the sun, so I'm um, in between the Canary Islands and uh, yeah, filming filming new series. So can't complain. I'm very lucky. I I travel obviously with my children when I'm working. So 
So you're avoiding the British winter weather. But as it comes down to, I mean, the, the, the impact of the travel industry of the last few years and the cost of living crisis, it's like a perfect storm to make it difficult for them. But I mean, what are we seeing when it comes to taking a break? Well, you know what, I think it's quite a good thing that 55% of people still want to, to get away, um, you know, with the cost of living crisis, because we do work so hard and holidays are sort of our escapism for that stresses and strains, aren't they, of everyday life. So, um, but it, it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be expensive and there are ways in which you can make it more affordable. Um, consider going away with a group of people, for example, um, and consider different types of holidays. So staycations or maybe boating holidays, which is something that I'm doing with my children later this year with a group of 10 of us. So it's actually a pretty affordable way to, to go and see different places. And I suppose if you're doing a boating holiday as well, there will be the opportunity to either eat at local places uh, along the route or, or maybe even boats with a galley will allow you to be able to prepare your own food. Exactly, self-cater. So, you know, one of the nice things about going on a, on a boating holiday, particularly what we're doing in, in France, is that you've got some amazing French markets. Go and get your food from the French market every day, bring it back, kick it on the the, the little boat and, the you know, self-cater, get the kids involved. Um, the other thing that, I mean, I actually grew up camping, caravanning and going on boating holidays. And one of my, like, fondest memories was helping going through the locks, you know, with the, the water waterways going <laughs> up and down and you're mooring and then, you know, it's a time that knotting the boat off on the side um, and having, it felt like a bit more freedom. So I sort of try and recreate those holidays, although I'm very lucky that I get to travel with my children when I'm working and filming. Um, it's working and they're very much aware that I'm working. So they don't get to, to holiday with mummy, although saying that, one of the other good things about going away with a group is they don't really want to hang out with me so much anymore. They want to be with their mates. So when you go away <laughs> with a group of people, the kids, the kids, they play with each other. And then you've obviously got adult company as well. So, yeah, that, that works as a, a win-win for everybody. And you get more of a break in many ways. And uh, so but when you're planning something like this, is it best to try and do it in months in advance or last minute? Are, are there still deals to be had there? For me personally, I think booking in advance is always good because there are companies out there that do offer um, pretty good deals by booking in advance, you know, 10% discounts or they'll sometimes offer you free nights. Like For example, the boat, they, I know that they're offering at the moment, you pay for five and you get seven nights. So there are incentives for booking in advance. The other thing about booking in advance is you can um, you look forward to your holiday. You've got you like a countdown almost. That's something my kids do. They'll put a little countdown calendar on the fridge and they'll, you know, <laughs> be counting down the, the days, the months until we go away. And you can budget accordingly. So you would put down a deposit and then know every month what you've got to put away to save for it to make that payment when you need to pay the balance as opposed to going, oh, we want to go on holiday. Where do we find the money? We haven't got the money to find so um and and it's something again that i do with the children i mean my children are very much aware of the cost of living crisis and you know from the home like we'll be in the house and i'll be are you in that room anymore no we'll turn the light off because it's just wasting electricity so when it comes to going away i'm like right okay well let's put some some spending money in your little bank account every month you save it out of your pocket money and they they learn how to manage money and realize that that's the way things are going to have to be for them in the future. Yeah, I always love saving up for the little bits and pieces when I was on holiday because having your own money to spend, whether you're buying trinkets or, or a little treat, maybe an ice cream when your parents aren't looking, that sort of thing, it, uh, <laughs> it, it, it is part of the, the fun of the holiday. And as you said, I mean, where if you do were to go last minute, you might just pop it on a credit card and then have to worry about how to pay for it. If you've budgeted and know what you're spending and you're going ahead with working out the cost as you go along, that works as well. By booking in advance, there's often more choice 
when you leave things last minute you're beholden to like well what's left available where can I go whereas if you've booking it in advance the choice is there Yep, you, you know what uh, the options are and you, you can choose that way too. And uh, we were talking about the boat uh, a little while ago with the brilliant offers I've had on. And uh, we know that when you do go with a boat, there are a number of different layouts of the the, the actual uh, cruise boats that uh, you can actually go on to. So you can actually take all the family, including some of your pets, as long as they've got the pet passport too. You can, you can indeed. You can indeed. So, you know, that's great. You don't have to pay for pet care and worry about them left back home. You can take them with you. It sounds like a good bit of fun. Have you got any other top money-saving tips when it comes to uh, getting ourselves our holiday this year? I would say um, self-cater. As you said, you know, you can you can do that. Self-cater, book in advance, um, split the costs between um, a group of, of, of people and consider different options, different types of holiday options. Yeah, maybe go for something somewhat different and make it more of a break because it is a change from the norm in your world. Now, as I say, we we talked a little bit about the boat. Where can we go to find out about their fantastic offers at the moment? They're making holidays that are a bit more affordable. You can go to leboat.co.uk to find out more information. And uh, we'll look forward to seeing the, the next series of Place in the Sun, uh, which you're currently filming in the not-too-distant future. It's going to be amazing. Laura Hamilton, thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you so much. Now, the iconic Sunset Strip venue responsible for 200 Grammy Awards is celebrating its 60th anniversary. To tell us more, I'm joined now by Rob Grunendijk of the Sunset Marquis Hotel, their general manager, and also from Visit West Hollywood, Jeff Morris. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Hi. Now, when it comes down to the world of music, uh, you're part of musical history there. Rod, give us some of the background. Uh, 1994, we determined it was a good time to put a recording studio in at the hotel and partnered with Jed Lieber, whose father was Jerry Lieber, Lieber and Stoller. And we put a recording studio in and it took off and not only for music, but also for motion picture. And since then we've done 14 major motion pictures. The biggest one is Ocean Eleven. But when we built the studio, our first client in the studio was Jeff Beck. And Jeff was a longtime guest of the hotel and Jeff brought all the English bands down to us. And we started doing a lot of recording there. And yeah. from Jeff to present day. Well, I mean, Jeff uh, himself has a, a special place in the hearts of the people of Wolverhampton. His heart song, Hi Ho Silver Lining, is sung as Hi Ho Wolverhampton at Molyneux, our football stadium, soccer to you guys. Uh, and uh, mm-hmm. obviously, you know, the, the music that, that streams from any studio really, I think, sort of fills the walls and all the equipment with the magic. And I, uh, the, the, the Grammy Award winners who've passed through that studio, it, it, it just really, it brings that music to life and anyone who stays in the hotel can probably share in a bit of that magic as well can't they that's correct so with these sort of iconic venues jeff i mean uh, west hollywood uh, must be a, an amazing place for anybody coming in how does it you know, ch- alter itself from from you know, maybe other parts of la i mean how, how do you uh, really get the the feel for west hollywood yeah that's a really great question you know uh, a lot of people don't know West Hollywood. They have they know uh, Hollywood. They've heard of that. They've seen the Hollywood sign. They kind of know what happens there. But West Hollywood is a unique place. It's a very small three to four kilometer square mile or square kilometer uh, city in the center of Los Angeles. We're our own city. We're not um, part of the Los Angeles, uh, you know, government. We have our own city council. We have our own mayor. 
and really what it is about west hollywood is that it's it's known as the creative city and you know you talk to rod and what happens at the sunset marquee hotel it really is the most dynamic place in los angeles when you think about the quintessential kind of la experience that's what happens in west hollywood it's because of the music venues on the Sunset Strip that you've probably heard of, like the Whiskey A Go-Go and the Roxy and the Viper Room, where so many famous bands have gotten their start. You know, Elton John got his start in America at the Troubadour down on Santa Monica Boulevard in West Hollywood. So the streets are really filled with this um, great experience that has happened for decades there. And uh, you can really feel it when you're there. I always like to say there's like this pixie dust that happens in <laughs> West Hollywood. There's just a vibe and a feeling that is there. It is a special kind of magic. And, you know, people go to, to L.A. and they, they think of going to, to see the, the hands in the concrete outside the, the Chinese theatre and they see the, uh, the the stars on the sidewalk. Uh, but, they, you know, it's... It's the creation of all of these things comes from the sort of you know, music that's behind so much of either the film industry or you know, the actual you know, full pop charts and the rock charts that really all stems from this one small few square miles of land, uh, which is, as you say, it's its own city. Right. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, when you start talking about things like um, the Hollywood sign and the, the hands and the, and, and, the, and the star on the Hollywood Walk of mm -hmm. Fame, that is actually not West Hollywood. What happens in Hollywood is more of kind of the business of the city. What happens in West Hollywood is the great restaurants, the amazing dining. Uh, you know, if you if you see paparazzi, you'll see them hanging outside of West Hollywood restaurants. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and as Rod said, you know, anybody who's anybody has been to the Sunset Marquee and, uh, you know, you just have to spend a few hours there having a cocktail in the bar and you're bound to run into somebody that you've recognized from somewhere. Yeah. So Rod, tell us more about the hotel itself, because, uh, yeah, 60 years at the heart of a, a, an amazing community of creatives. Yes. The hotel still owned independently by the Rosenthal family, and it started for taking care of co uh, comics in the 1963 time period and moved on to rock and roll. It's a unique property. It's three and a quarter acres spread out right below the Sunset Strip. It's an oasis of beautiful gardens and koi fish ponds, and the buildings are two-story structures, and it's the first all-suite hotel in the United States. So it's right in the middle, as, as Jeff said, walking to everywhere. It's a safe compound. People come there to be creative. Ties in with, we have a wonderful restaurant called Cavatina. We have the recording studio downstairs. We have villas that go up to 3,200 square feet, full kitchens. We have grand pianos in the guest rooms and five guest rooms. So it's a very creative environment for people to stay in and also to work in. And um, you obviously must love working there because half of those 60 years has seen you working there. Yeah, 32 years. I never would have imagined being there that long, but I've made a lot of friends along the way and a, a great staff and just great people to work with. And you, you must have you know, these familiar faces as for whom you are just as familiar a face. So there'll be people who walk through those doors that we would recognize. They know you. Yes, and we have, we have a few favorite guests that come through. And one of my favorite is Billy Bob Thornton, who's a, an amazing actor, and he lived at the hotel for four years, and he calls himself the mayor of the Sunset Marquee. <laughs> so he, wherever he travels around, he always 
tells the stories and past wives that he's gone through the building with. And uh, it's been a magical time. <laughs> you see all of people's lives and know what they have for breakfast. But the important thing is you keep that yes. sort of stuff to yourself because it is part of a, an industry where, you know, you see, you smile, you wave, and then everybody sort of gets on with their lives and does you know, all these amazing creative things, including performing brilliant music in the basement of the hotel. Yes, it's a it's a great place. When you see the results of someone's work there and we had Rihanna do the uh, song Stay There. So she wrote it, performed it there, went to number one, was played on one of our Steinway pianos downstairs. It was a special moment to see that whole thing develop. When it comes to the, the likes of West Hollywood, Jeff, we may not have realised the importance of this uh, this city uh, within, uh, surrounded by a, a bigger name that we know. Uh, but you say this is the place right. to go to, isn't it? Yeah, you know, I like to describe West Hollywood as the heart of Los Angeles. And I say that uh, both kind of geographically, like when you come to L.A., it can be intimidating if you come from a long way away and even for people who are local. So because L.A. is such a horizontal city and people hear so much about the traffic there and all of that. But West Hollywood, once you once you center yourself in West Hollywood, it literally is the absolute middle of of L.A. So if you want to get to the beach, if you want to get over to the Hollywood Bowl and see an amazing show, if you want to get to Universal Studios, it really is a great place to center your stay. But I also call it the heart of L.A. because psychographically, just the way you feel when you're there, it really is the vibe of Los Angeles. When you think about what it's like to be there, it's uh you know there's there's a sparkle that happens when you're staying in West Hollywood. Yeah, I've I've been to LA just once and I was only there for about uh, mm. 18 hours on a layover between heading off to uh, Las Vegas for a, a week's holiday. But LA itself is such a welcoming city. I found that out when I went for a, a whistle stop tour around some of the sites, uh, even in a, a completely jet lagged state one evening. And mm. I would love to spend more time there. So where do we go to find out more information? And as you say, the place to stay West Hollywood yeah well you need first you need to spend at least you know a couple of days there more than 18 hours next time absolutely you know but ab- absolutely you can find out everything about where to visit what the best uh, deals are um, all of the hotels that we have including the Sunset Marquee at uh, visitwesthollywood.com. So we can go along to visit westhollywood.com. Rod, though, we need a bit of a plug for the uh, the hotel's own website so we can see some of those famous faces who you've been working with all these years. <laughs> yeah, just sunsetmarquee.com. Check out the details. Well, Rod Grunendike, Sunset Marquee Hotel General Manager, and Jeff Morris of Visit West Hollywood, thank you both for joining us. Absolutely. Thanks a lot for your time. That's it all for this week. Thank you so much for joining me. Back with episode 715 next week. I'll see you then. Start off for now. Goodbye from the milk bar. 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 Yeah. Goodbye from the milk bar. Yeah.